Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Blinka. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Bad Axe is brought to you by the Podmoth Media Network. Check out Podmoth for more great podcasts. We actually just got two new podcast siblings, Cruelty Podcast and the Ashwood Stories Podcast. Yay! You can support our show and get over a year's worth of bonus episodes over at patreon.com backslash Pod. There's a link in our show notes and membership start at just $1. You can also support the show for free by leaving us a positive review and telling a friend about us. Now, on to today's case. I want to give a trigger warning today because we are going to be discussing the topic of suicide. I won't be giving any details, but I do just want to make people aware of it in case somebody might be traumatized by hearing about that. Much love to all of our listeners. Heart. Absolutely. Today we're staying relatively local. We're going to Crosby, Texas in January 2022. Crosby is a small town on the northeast outskirts of Houston with only about 3,500 residents. It's actually a lot smaller than I thought because I know people who live in Crosby and my school used to compete against that school in certain like school UIL events, which makes sense that it's small because we were very small. So I'm starting to realize that I probably should have figured that out. (laughs) But it is a very small town. The town has enough space for some residents to spread out more than they could in the big city. It's also a city with a lot of industrial infrastructure, including chemical plants. And if you followed the news a lot, whenever Houston was hit by Hurricane Harvey, you might remember that one of the plants in Crosby had a whole meltdown situation. It was super dangerous and everyone was worried it was going to explode. And so that is just a regional issue that happens in some of these smaller towns that have a lot of industry. As of January 2022, 17-year-old Haley Burns lived on a desolate area of Wolchek Road in Crosby. Empty tracts of land surround a small cluster of houses where the Burns house stands. The houses on the plot on Wolchek Road house several sets of relatives who built houses close together. Depending on how you look at it, the area could feel romantic and cozy, or it could feel isolated. Haley loved to create, and her family described her as whimsical. She enjoyed making art, crafting, and taking photos. She'd turn on her music and paint or make her own jewelry. She also enjoyed reading and playing video games. She had a big heart, which she shared with her dog named Maya, her family, and her friend and partner, Cadence Kadina, who sometimes went by Katie. In 2018, Haley and Cadence officially updated their statuses on Facebook to tell the world that they were a couple. Their relationship was still going strong in January 2022, which I think is very impressive considering that both of these girls were 17 years old. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so they had been dating for a really long time. 
And one thing that made me sad is that a lot of articles about Haley and Cadence refer to them as just being friends. But it was clearly obvious that they were a couple because they, A, they said they were, and B, both of them posted a lot of things about pride and, you know, supporting themselves and, like, that kind of things. Definitely have some cute couple photos as well. And so they definitely were in a relationship together. Yeah. The girls had a lot in common, including a love of books and video games. And like Haley, Cadence also loved to create. She painted, crafted, baked, and cooked delicious meals for others. Cadence also had a big heart and, as her family called it, a unique sense of style. Both Haley and Cadence put bright colors in their hair and expressed themselves through their clothing. They were bright souls who brought a lot of joy to the world. Cadence even dreamed of being a social worker so she could help other people. It's just the type of person that she was. Haley and Cadence didn't attend the local high school, Crosby High. For a while, Cadence had attended the local schools, but she decided to instead complete high school as a homeschool student. Her parents helped her with her schoolwork, and she was on track to graduate this year and start college in fall 2022. Both Haley and Cadence were big sisters to younger siblings. Haley had a younger brother named Hayden, who was 15. Cadence had a younger brother and sister named Mateo and Zoe. According to their families, both girls were close to their younger siblings. And when it comes to Cadence, her mom actually described her as a role model for her younger siblings. And it looks like they were really involved in each other's lives based on photographs of the family. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, according to family, Haley and Hayden spent a lot of time with each other and often joked around making each other laugh. Like his older sister, 15-year-old Hayden also enjoyed reading and making art. And since they weren't enrolled in the local school district, I believe they were also homeschooled, but that hasn't been confirmed. It does appear that that is what is happening, though. The teens had not had an easy go of it. Their father, Darren Burns, passed away at home in 2006 at the age of 33. At the time, Haley was just two years old, while Hayden was only around seven months old. That's so sad. Yeah, and I couldn't find a cause of death for him, but it is kind of suspicious that he was 33 and died at home. And so it made me wonder if he may have harmed himself, especially because both of these families spent a lot of time advocating for resources to help people prevent suicide. So it made me wonder if that could possibly be what happened, but I can't say for sure. And so that's pure speculation. Yeah. I almost didn't include that. It's just that I think it's an interesting piece of information that this happened. Yeah. They grew up with their mother, Felicia and a loving extended family which brings us back to the plot of land where the teens lived near their other relatives. On Tuesday, January 18th, 2022, Haley and Hayden were home alone while their mother was out of town. At 17 and 15, they were old enough to spend a little time by themselves, especially with their relatives living just yards away from them. Unsurprisingly, Cadence was at the house too. Based on photos of the kids, or I should say teens, it was pretty obvious that Cadence and Haley were very attached to each other, and their families were as well. Like, 
as an example, Cadence's mom, whose name is Brianna, thought of both girls as like her girls. So they were definitely really, really close to the extent that it was really common for them to be with each other. Yeah. So she was over at the house that day. Unfortunately, that Tuesday wasn't like any other Tuesday. That afternoon, one of the teens' relatives went to their home to look for one of the teens. It's unclear which teen they were searching for, but what this person found was horrifying. In the hallway of the little gray house, they found 17-year-old Haley laying dead from a gunshot wound to the head. Deeper inside the home, the situation became more grim. Cadence was in a back bedroom with multiple gunshot wounds, while Hayden lay dead in a separate bedroom from a gunshot wound. Near his body lay a gun. Oh my god. Three teens, three lives just begun, had been squashed out in just minutes. The relative called 911 and emergency responders rushed to the scene but it was too late to save any of the kids. All they could do is try to make sense out of what happened. But how can you understand a tragedy like this one? Investigators immediately began working to determine what actually happened in the Burns home that day. And in the press conference that the sheriff's department did after they found the bodies, they said that based on the trauma, that was their word, that they found the scene, it appeared that they had a double murder-suicide oh, on wow. their hands. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they had to do some more investigating to find out if that were true or not, though. And unfortunately, the answers to everyone's questions just raised even more questions. Based on the forensic evidence, crime scene investigators determined that there had been one gunman in the house that day, and that gunman was Hayden. According to the evidence... Hayden shot both Haley and Cadence before taking his own life with the same gun he used to kill the girls. Authorities ruled the crime a double murder-suicide. But what was the motive? Yeah, good question. According to all the families involved, Haley and Hayden got along really well. Like, they were extremely close, the kind of siblings that finish each other's sentences... They were friends with each other. There's even a person who made jokes about them always being together. And it's confusing as to why he would turn on her when they had been close this entire time. Yeah. Ironically, as I had stated before, both families had advocated for mental health awareness before this incident happened, even raising money on Facebook for suicide prevention. And one of the most depressing things that I learned about this situation was that on her most recent birthday, Cadians had actually done one of those Facebook fundraisers where you pay a cause to raise money. And she had actually raised money to help prevent suicide. And that's indirectly what took her life because she was murdered by someone who then committed suicide. Yeah. So with both of the families aware of these types of risks and very plugged in, with, you know, recognizing these things and trying to help people. How, you know, how could this have happened? Is a question that everyone is asking. Yeah. According to UCLA Health, suicide is most common among teens and young adults as of 2022 statistics. Around 20% of teens admit to having serious suicidal thoughts, 
while about 9% of teens have attempted suicide. That's so many. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. like almost 1 in 10 teens have tried to kill themselves. That's way too damn many. I know. I was surprised at how high it was. And that comes from someone being honest. When I was in high school, I did attempt suicide. So I've been there. I totally get it. I just didn't realize how common it was. I didn't either. According to the Jason Foundation, more teens and young adults die by suicide than by flu, pneumonia, heart disease, cancer, lung disease, AIDS, stroke, and birth defects combined. Wow. Yeah. Part of the reason why teens are so at risk, according to experts, is that the human mind doesn't fully mature until around the age of 25, so it's hard for them to fully consider their options and the consequences of their actions. But that's not all, because another factor of this is that teens often feel out of control as well, since their parents and other adults have so much say over what they can do and how they can live. Basically, every decision that a teen makes, there's an adult that has some kind of final say over it. And when you're 15, as as Hayden was, it's really hard to conceptualize that you're about to be an adult and you're going to be on your own and you can make your own decisions and you can change things and you will have more control over your life at that point. Because all you've known is being a child. Yeah. I think it's easy for us as adults. It makes me think of the Dead Poet Society movie that that a lot of people hate. It's like, I'm actually, I don't care for that movie myself. It's easy to watch it, though, as an adult and see an 18-year-old who, like, ends his life over not being able to be in a play and think that's ridiculous. But I think it's it's easy for us to forget that we, as children, have only ever known life as a child. So you don't have that perspective of, oh, in this many months, I'm going to be able to do something else. That's true. Yeah, you don't have a good perspective of the future. And, I mean, everything hurts a little bit worse because it's, Mm -hmm. like, the first time you're really experiencing something like that. Yeah, everything feels so much worse. Yeah. Additionally, one problem that's causing the numbers to increase among teens right now is that the pandemic has taken a huge toll on teens. It's taken a toll on everyone, but it's especially hard for teenagers Because they feel even more isolated than before. Teens need social connections to thrive, just like we all do. But it's much harder for them to be able to spend time with people that are their age and experience normal situations that teens usually experience during the pandemic times. We know from this case that Hayden and Haley weren't enrolled in the local school. So could that be a factor here with him? You know, him being more isolated and not having as many outside connections. We know that he had connections with Haley and Cadians, but does he have other connections to other social people to help him have that relief from feeling isolated and feeling that sense of connection? Yeah. We don't know. It's a good question. I did look for, I looked at a lot of Facebook accounts connected to the people involved in this story. And unfortunately, I could not find one for Hayden. And I don't think he has one because I checked the friends list of every single person connected here. And none of them had a Hayden on them. And I also looked at all the Haydens (laughs) that I could find. And so I don't think that he even had a Facebook account. And it's possible the family deleted it. Maybe people were writing mean things on it because people tend to be cruel sometimes after situations like this. 
it did make me wonder if that could be part of it as we're looking at these reasons that are common among among teens. Today, we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. Hi, this is Daniel Segura, host of the Mustachioed Podcastio. You like mustaches? You like movies? You like sexy chinganos? Well, the Podcastio is the place for you. We are talking legendary mustaches from Charles Bronson to the Great Bird Reynolds to the OG Ice-T. Find the Mustachioed Podcastio anywhere you listen to podcasts. That is M-O-U-S-T-A-S-H-I-O-D Podcastio. According to experts, many teens who attempt suicide are suffering from depression, which can be a silent killer. However, sometimes teens who seem to have everything going for them can become victims of suicide as well because they struggle to ask for help and think that they have to do everything on their own. Yeah. Which I think was something that I thought was interesting because I feel like it's so easy for us to think that everyone who's suicidal must be depressed and that people who aren't depressed can't possibly be suicidal. But some people who are very independent and think that they have to do stuff by themselves can just have little minor problems that they need help with that they just they feel like they can't get any help and that they're just failing at everything, and they just spiral too quickly and end up deciding to take their own life. Yeah. It's, it's very, very... It's just depressing that that happens, for lack of a better word. Yeah, legit. Additionally, suicide is more common in rural areas, possibly because people are more isolated, but it's also possible because they have more access to guns. Yeah, that makes sense. That was something that was discussed in a study that was about suicide. It's not clear. I mean, they can't tell which is which. Although I will say that guns are not the main way that teens choose to take their own lives. So that might not necessarily be the reason why in this case. I did think, though, it was interesting that the teens did live in an area that was slightly more rural, although it is still a tight-knit community in Crosby. So it's, it's possible, though, that I could have played a part, just the isolation of it, but that's unclear. Experts do say, though, that suicide is usually a preventable death, but we have to talk about it. And that's kind of where a lot of this falls apart, is that our society is very uncomfortable discussing suicide. And part of the reason is because a lot of people believe that if you talk about it, it'll make people do it. But according to experts, having conversations about suicide actually makes it less likely that people are going to kill themselves. And part of the reason why is because it lets people talk about how they're feeling so that they can get help before it becomes an issue. Because they don't feel like they have to keep it a secret or that they're making people uncomfortable and also, too, people really listen to what people are having to say instead of just shutting it down. Because people do tend to kind of react to someone bringing up suicide by being like, oh, don't talk like that, or something along those lines, which is not helpful. But if you talk out the feelings, you can possibly get to a situation where you can offer some help or also adequately convey to this person who's struggling how you really feel about the situation. Because I know personally... There have been times that I've struggled with suicidal thoughts because of my mental health issues, even though, like, I actually don't want to die. Like, I have a fear that this will happen to me because I, I honestly don't want anything bad to happen to me. And yet there are times when I start having these inappropriate, unhelpful thoughts. And there have been times that I have been very close to acting upon them. And then, fortunately, 
a very perceptive family member or friend noticed something and pressed and got me to open up about how I was feeling. And a lot of times when I've gotten into those dark places, I've thought that people would be happier without me. And I had all sorts of reasons why people would be better off without me because I feel more like a burden sometimes. And it helps to have your loved ones explain how that's not true. Because I know for me, it's been incredibly helpful to have my loved ones, friends, family, tell me how wrong and dumb I'm being for thinking that somehow they're going to benefit from me being gone. Because that's certainly how it feels when your depression is, is in control. Like, that's what depression does. It lies to you. Yep, that's and, exactly right. Yeah, and so having these conversations, in addition to just helping you realize something's wrong and get the person help, it also can help you just avoid this misconception in the person who is suicidal that the world will be better off without them because the world is not going to be better off without you. If you're considering something like that, it will not. And people will be sad and miss you. And it's not the people that maybe you thought you want to. Cause I think sometimes when you're young, there's a moment, there's a thought of like, Oh, they'll finally see how much pain I was in or something. That's not something I feel like is a mature thought, but I feel like there were definitely times when I was younger when there was like a part of me that wanted people to realize that they should have treated me better, but that's not who's going to hurt. It's the people that you love and the people that do love you. They're going to be hurt and be sad without you. So definitely you are needed in this world. That's right. So let's talk about the murder suicide aspect of this. According to researchers, murder suicides are extremely rare, especially among teens and adolescents. However, it does seem like they happen more often than you would think. And I say that because here locally, we've had a lot of murder-suicides. And I am going to be talking about another one at the end of this episode that's very similar to this case. And it's interesting, though, that in most cases, when teens commit murder-suicide, it's a different type of situation than when adults do. There are several reasons why this tends to happen, and the researchers are saying that whenever adults do murder-suicide, it tends to be things like they think it's a mercy, or they want to feel some sort of glory, or they have this sense of justice that they are, they're trying to pursue here, and these types of reasons are not necessarily applicable with teens. So with teens... They do sometimes do murder-suicide because they have a sense of justice wherein that they've decided to commit suicide and as a result of the suicide, they feel like they need to exact justice on someone before they die. Yeah. But some people, I should should clarify that these reasons tend to be more in effect when the person who's committing the crime already planned on committing suicide and decided to kill somebody else first. Like, sometimes they'll do it, like, with the mercy, they might do, like, a family annihilation situation where they're like, oh, they're going to be better off with if they just go with me kind of thing than if I leave them behind. Whereas sometimes people do murder-suicide because they were always wanting to do homicide, and then they killed themselves to get out of the consequences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so according to studies, it's more likely to be that when the person who does the killing is younger... Usually, in that case, they're more likely to have wanted to commit a homicide, and then they decided to kill themselves to get out of the problem. Whereas, when it's someone who's older, it's usually more likely to be someone 
who wanted to either relieve somebody of this pain slash enact justice or something. However, you can't know for sure how someone's thinking, so it could be anything. But with teens, it's far more likely to be that they want to get justice and then kill themselves or that they lost control of their choices, murdered someone, and then to get out of the consequences, decided to kill themselves. So that leaves us back to the motive of why Hayden did this. And to this point, eight months later, there's been, or seven months later, rather, there's been no motive released for why they think Hayden killed his sister and his sister's girlfriend that he would have been very close to because they'd been knowing each other for years. There's pictures of all these teens together. They spent so much time together. So what happened that day? We are never going to know. Yeah, that's right. So it's possible he felt depressed and all alone and decided they would all be better off if they weren't alive anymore. It's also possible that he lost his temper and hurt one of them and then just decided that he needed to just end everything. We'll not know for sure. And that's hard to accept, I think. That's true. And I think it's probably the hardest for the families. We know that he left two families broken and a community in mourning. And I feel especially bad for his mom, Felicia, because now she's lost her husband and her son and her daughter. That's and, very tragic. Yeah, and also her, you know, daughter by extension, who is Cadian's. So she's lost all of these people. I don't know how she functions, to be honest. Yeah, that it's it's a very hard thing. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know how you deal with something like that. And I also feel especially bad for her because all this happened while she was on a trip. And that's not, that's a completely reasonable thing for her to be doing, especially with her kids being older and with having the relatives right there. They should have been perfectly safe without her. But I think there's an element of judgment that has come in in some, some places that the kids were home alone when this happened. But I don't think that she did anything wrong. And it makes me sad for her that she's had to also deal with that element of all of it. Even though the teens did not attend the local high school, Crosby ISD joined the community in mourning their loss since they have friends who went to the school there. And they basically came together as a community to try to get through this. And I'm sure they're still processing their grief because this just happened in January of this year. Now, I told you that murder-suicide is rare, especially among teens, but I'm wondering if we are going to be seeing a shift and it becoming more common based on what I found when I was looking at this, because there are actually other cases where this happened, including one very recent one in Houston, well, in the Houston area, I should say. Another teen murder-suicide attempt occurred just this month in nearby Spring, Texas, which is just north of Houston. I used to live in Spring. Yeah, Aaron lived in Spring. It's literally, like, I go to Spring all the time for shows and stuff. It's right there. Yeah. In that incident, a 15-year-old teen boy and his 17-year-old male friend, who'd been staying with his family, were listening to music in the 15-year-old's room. The 17-year-old pulled out a gun and shot the 15-year-old before turning the gun on himself. Dude, that is messed up. Yeah, and there were witnesses to this incident that were in the house. The 15-year-old's mom and his two sisters were actually home at the time, just doing normal stuff. I think the mom was cooking, if I'm not mistaken, and the teen girls were watching TV, and they just heard a pop-pop that sounded like gunshots. And when they went to go to the bedroom just to check, they found this had happened. 
and they were there and can they were able to tell police that there was no kind of fight there was no drama there hadn't been any fights there hadn't been any kind of conflict there was absolutely nothing leading up to this that would have explained why it happened that's crazy yeah they were literally just listening to music and had been getting along fine and then all of a sudden the 17 year old pulled out this gun and shot his friend and shot himself that's unbelievable After the incident, both of them were in critical condition at the time that the crime was reported, with the 17-year-old on life support. And I believe the 17-year-old was not expected to survive, but the 15-year-old went into surgery and hopefully was able to pull through. I couldn't find any reports about what happened there. I think it's partially because the kids were young, especially the 15-year-old, and since they were still alive at the time that this made the news. I think they left their names out for privacy reasons since they were alive. It's still unclear what happened between the two of the the two boys. And it just seems like it was just another tragedy. And it's, it's just horrifying that this kind of thing happens. And it's so, it's just something that's preventable and it doesn't have to. Yeah, legit. So let's talk quickly about some signs. There's a lot of signs that someone may be considering suicide, and they're not always what you think. One obvious sign is that they sometimes talk about suicide or they idolize death and say things like, everything would be better off without me, and, and you know statements along those lines. That a little bit makes it harder to recognize this problem in teens because teens do tend to be a little, you know, dark. I mean, they mean to be edgy because they're exploring things. And also, I mean, it's really common for kids to say things about like, you know, you'll be sorry when I'm, you know, gone or everything would be, everyone would be happier if I just left. And so it's, it's sometimes hard to recognize the difference between a teen that's acting out and a teen that is in crisis. But The solution to that is to treat it always like the teen is in crisis and just get them help. Also, they tend to behave more recklessly because they already decided to end things and they're not so much worried about about stuff. Also, just changes in behavior in general are a red flag. They may seem depressed, but sometimes they seem really happy because they've decided that they're going to end things. They don't have to worry about anything anymore. So they're in a really good mood about that. Also, they may say goodbye or give away their things, which is a red flag when they're starting to say emotional goodbyes to you and or giving away their favorite items because it might be because they are bequeathing them, which is not great. If we're able to watch for these signs and support the people we love, whether they're teens or adults, then we can get them the help they need in time. And if we as a society start talking about mental health issues and science, and suicide, we can dispel the stigma around them and help people get the help they need. And maybe if we do these things together, we can save a life or like in the case of this crime, three lives. Absolutely. If you or someone you love needs support, you can dial 988 to get the suicide prevention hotline in the United States. It's open 24 hours a day for calls and texts. It's super convenient now because you literally just dial 988. And you don't have to remember a whole phone number. And I personally really hope that talking about these young lives being lost can make a difference. I know this episode is a bit shorter than normal. And a lot of it was more information and less about an actual crime. But I thought that this crime was incredibly tragic. 
And it made me think about all my students that I used to work with. And I definitely had students who either were suicidal or had been suicidal in the past. And it's hard to know what to, exactly what to say and what to do. But if you can provide support and make people know that they are loved and cared about and get them the help they freaking need, you can make a difference. And I just think that since we have this platform with bad acts that I thought maybe we could talk about that today. I think it's a great topic. Yes. So if you're out there and you're feeling sad, please do dial 988 to talk to a trained person that can help you deal with your feelings or, and or tell someone that you really trust and care about, and maybe they can help you get the help that you need. And also let's watch out for the people that we love so that we all make it. That's right. Yay. Yay. I have a friend who's, I think it's his nephew committed suicide because he was being bullied at school. And that is something that really stuck out to me. That's so awful. Yeah. It's really sad to me how many cases of teenagers committing suicide are also bullying, which I did not list in my reasons, but that's because it wasn't in my sources that I was looking at. But I just know that from both stories that we know about that have gone viral, but also just from that incident that that is definitely a cause as well as people bullying. And that's something that's preventable too, because we can watch and intervene when people are, you know, bullying and also not say things like everyone gets bullied or you'll be fine. Or it's, it's only words. It's not just words. Like we needed to make it, we need to do something. Yes, we do. All right. Well, let us know what you think. And also what you thought about just this general episode, I guess in theory we could do more episodes with like, more factual information and possible solutions for stuff. I don't really know if there's a lot of solutions out there, but I know for me with true crime, I always like to listen because I think I'm going to find some kind of solution or a preventative measure. And that's something I'm always looking for when I'm doing this. I'll, I think it's sometimes we lie to ourselves or we're like, Oh, I would just not do this as an example. This is not true crime, but there's a poem. I think it's by Robert Browning where this like rich Lord guy kills his wife because she doesn't value his last name enough. Like he's a narcissist in the poem and she like doesn't feel proud to have his last name. And so he's like, she's not worthy of it. So I'm going to murder her. And then he does. And I remember when I was studying that poem when I was younger, I'd be like, Oh wow. I would just really respect the name. You know, I would never have this problem because I would, I would just definitely respect the name. And then I got married in college briefly and I did not respect my ex's name. I made fun of it constantly because it's a kind of a funny name. And I realized that I would have been murdered in the poem. (laughs) Yeah. I still think about that. which is not, it's not even, I think it's based on a true story. I don't know, but you can tell me if you remember this poem, I should probably have like looked up the poem before I told you about it, but Anyway, I'm not, like, a huge fan of Robert Browning, but, I mean, it is what it is. There's, like, one where I think he, like, is having sex with someone that might be dead or something. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm just, this is me spreading bad information about Robert Browning. So, (laughs) I'm just, just being the worst. I think he's, like, coming on to her or something, and she's not into it. Anyway, it's kind of, like, I think he's, like, the true crime of poems now. Like, that's also, that's not factual information. Like, don't go to college and or to your high school English class and be like, 
Oh, Bad Axe said that Robert Browning has creepy, true crimey poems because maybe I'm misremembering. Okay, people. Well, let us know if you have thoughts. Also, check out the Patreon. We do have a lot of episodes there that you can check out. We have some stickers that I'm eventually going to mail at some point. We have a really cute one with our cat on it. That's like a little meme that I made. So hopefully everyone likes those. Also, I had other information about the Patreon because you may have noticed that we finally got ads on our episodes. And when I say finally ads, I mean actual ads that we are getting paid for, not just the ads from our sister podcasts. So if you would like ad-free episodes, I love ad-free episodes, by the way, we are going to start putting those on our Patreon for our Patreon members. So if that's something that you want, please go to our Patreon. Uh, We would love to have your support and to give you these great episodes. Also, we have our social media pages at Pod. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. I haven't been posting very often, but I promise as soon as my work schedule is reasonable, I will be. Also, we have a website. It's badaxpod.com. And we also have an email. That email is badaxpod at gmail.com. You can totally email us. And hopefully your email will not get squashed by all the newspapers that I am now signed up for. Because there's kind of a lot. (laughs) It's like, it's a lot of spam, y'all. So let us know if you have any thoughts to share. I said thoughts like 400 times in this episode. All right. Well, we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.